Welcome to the Wholesome Woman podcast series as presented by the Abigail Code. This is where we discuss how women handle challenging seasons in their lives, for instance, their marriage or in their relationships. My name is Ife Freeman and I'm the host of this podcast series. Join me as we discuss real-life issues and the solutions to them. Yay, it's episode 7. <laughs> I really can't believe it and I'm so, so stoked at the moment that um, we've gone this far with the podcast series. Thank you for consistently following up. Thank you for consistently listening. Thank you for sharing back um, with me your nuggets. So today we are going to go back to the conflict management series. And currently we are going to be talking about, um, you know, our episode seven topic is we never seem to agree. I know it seems like everything has the same Theme, but um, if you would recall, the Abigail Code is actually handling challenging marriages and conflict is a potential factor that causes challenges in marriages. Okay, so um, today is we never seem to agree. It just seems like um, we are always arguing, you know, we are just not on the same plane. It seems like I'm on the X plane and it's on the Y plane. Apologies to those who do not understand maths or graphs and things like that. But you know how those who um, understand, you know how the X, um, the X axis and the Y axis, we just totally are on different planes. We don't think, think alike. We never agree. We don't even agree on the color of clothes to wear for a function. You know how sometimes some women want to color co coordinate with their husbands. They want the husband to wear a blue shirt whilst they put on a blue dress. And um, the husband decides, you know what, now nah, you can go in your African dress, but I've decided I'm going to put on a suit. Or uh, now nah, you can wear, you can choose to wear blue, but I've decided that I'm going to put on white. You know, it just seems like there are no meeting points. And these examples actually do sound um, silly. Like, geez, why would you argue over clothes to wear to a function? You know, but this does occur. You know, it does occur in marriage. These are realities. There are things that they're actually tiny foxes, like tiny, tiny disagreements. And in some marriages, what makes it a bit hard is that they've left those tiny foxes, those tiny disagreements to actually build up till it's now a massive um, a massive negative edifice. So it's now something that's just piled up and it's now bad, really, really bad. And for some, it just seems like every conversation results in a sort of conflict. And now I just need to clearly define what a conflict is, just so we are on the same page. <laughs> just in case you are thinking that, oh, conflict just means something that is a massive fight. No, it could range from a small variance, that's a small disagreement, to a serious disagreement or argument, you know, and this serious disagreement could be protracted over a period of time. Um, so now we all treat different um, conflict differently, you know, and sometimes it might be as a result of the model of marriage that was handed over to us, or even the natural model of communication that was handed over to us. For instance, a child who maybe anytime the child speaks up their mind the parents um tell the child like they put the child down there's no time that the parents ever really agreed that they were wrong you know 
or you know they never really they, they they did things that were wrong towards the child but they never really accepted the responsibility and somehow the child then decides that oh you know what if i am someone and i'm a person of influence at that point no one gets to question me and that's the way they are going to deal with conflict they will make up their minds that if you are someone who reports to them or is meant to submit to them you cannot question them because that's what has been handed down to them. That's the model they've been handed down. They've been handed to, you know. And there are those that come from the patri you know, like the the man is everything, you know, um, side of the family. Maybe that's what has been handed to them. And they believe that a woman should not have a voice. So if a woman speaks back, no matter how nice she is in saying it they will see it as a potential um should i say they wouldn't see it as a conflict they would see it as the woman being disrespectful which would cause them to react and in turn cause a conflict okay <laughs> because they've decided that now nah, you speaking back is actually wrong okay and now even our current women um equality thing that keeps going on sometimes brings conflict it brings conflict when the woman feels she's not meant to submit to the man and the man you know men love respect and somehow the woman is no longer respectful towards the guy and that just brings about conflict and you know when the woman is no longer respectful to the guy the guy who is expecting respect somehow is no longer showing love to the wife and it becomes this cycle of constant clapping back you know, and we would also still go back to the model of marriage that was handed down when I tell you that, you know what, not all conflict is bad. <laughs> it's the way we handle it that is the issue, you know, it's the way we handle it. And if we've um, be been taught a wrong form of handling conflict from when we are kids and we tend to replicate it, you might even see that you've replicated it all through your friendships and your relationships. Like you've had friends and somehow every time that friend comes to you to say something, because you feel like you're on a higher plane than the person, you knock the person back. You tell the person, you know what, I'm not even listening to that because you shouldn't be saying that to me. You know? So um, I've already spoken about that. I'm going to give this example of Lola. <laughs> so let's say, for instance, Lola tells her husband in a very calm voice, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we spoke about harsh words in episode four, right? So I want to believe that most of us already know how to, we, we, we are G's in applying our soft and calm voices when we speak, or we are actually a walk, you know, we are walking in the journey towards getting there. We know what's right and what's wrong, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, let's go back to Lola. So Lola, let her husband Greg knows um she tells him after they've come back from um you know a party she sees his socks on the floor and then looks at him and says Greg I really do not love seeing your socks on the floor now I have to bend up and consistently pick it and it just makes the house look a bit messy and there are times that you just eat and you just pop your plate your dishes in the sink and I'll be so tired so please can you try and help a bit in the house okay so Greg unfortunately is someone that has been handed 
that mode from um that model from his parents that anytime anyone speaks or tells you you've done something wrong you must always find a point of defense or find a way to shut the person up now they wouldn't particularly say that but that's what he has seen being replicated in his parents marriage or in our parents marriage in this case we are talking about greg he's seen that his parents um have somehow um they don't get along <laughs> um when the mom says uh tells his dad that you've done this particular thing the um <laughs> the dad comes back with a comeback response so now what greg then does is he looks at her and says lola i've done so much for you already do you know how filthy your car is every time i have to drive it i have to clean it because you never maintain it well it's just so dirty now if i can clean your car and not complain why can't you just pick up my socks and not complain do you see the issue here and trust me socks on the floor could be a lighter and igniter for a catastrophic conflict <laughs> just socks or dishes in the sink you know and after greg has said this uh, you know lola could decide to respond in kind or she could decide to keep quiet but she's been hurt and what he's told that there is your feelings do not matter you know what they don't matter and i don't care that you are picking up my socks consistently your feelings really at this point does not matter okay so um that's the feeling that Lola ends up getting now, if she's a verbose or a verbally direct person, she would strike back. But if she's someone who recoils into her shell like a snail or like a um, tortoise, she will recoil into her shell. And now for the Gregs in life, when Lola has recoiled into her shell and she's no longer talking or saying you've done this or you've done that, they naturally feel that their marriage is working so well. However, Lola is burning up and she's dying under a weight of emotion <laughs> and the day she explodes greg will be pleasantly surprised and greg could actually choose to swallow his ego and apologize and further decide to pick up his socks and at least help with the dishes or even get you know just help so one of the basic rules for managing conflict effectively is actually listen, listening to the person who brought the issue and vice versa. So when mm -hmm. someone tells you, this is the way I feel about this, it's not the time to counteract them with the way you felt about something they did maybe 10 years ago. You listen to them and you honor them. You honor what they've just said. And even if you didn't mean it, that way you can always explain i um, i apologize that you feel this way however this is what i meant by this now what about those marriages that have got no conflicts yeah, actually marriages that have got no conflicts now it, it doesn't mean that i'm not saying that it's not possible to have a marriage that does not have conflicts there are marriages that do not have conflicts i know that for a fact but there are also those that they actually do have conflicts however because one partner has consistently spoken the other partner is now living in his shell you know the the, the guy has decided to withdraw into his shell because um the other partner has spoken so much 
So she is looking at things that he's not pleased with, but he's not saying it because he does not know how to, um, he doesn't know, he doesn't want to feel hurt by the response he's going to get, you know, and we have cases like that. So many cases like that. And sometimes it's really not the fault of either parties. <laughs> They've just been handed down the wrong model. However, if they are born again, spirit-filled believers, through the act of constantly renewing them, their minds, according to Romans 12 verse 2, they will consistently be changing. The issue now becomes when one party isn't changing. However, if you are the one changing, keep at it. Stop looking at someone else and expecting the person to change because your unit of measurement is not really that other person, even if the person is married to you. Your unit of measurement is God. You know, it's God. Um, I've seen myself change in marriage as a result of some conflicts that we've had. I've seen myself adjust from being the volcano that waits till the tiniest thing happens and I explode. I just... I've just seen myself change as a result of the constant renewal of my mind, the constant renewal of me looking at Bible and saying, oh, you're working in un unforgiveness here. You need to move. You need to move away from it. You need to move away from it. And I would give another um, <laughs> clue. So if you are in a marriage that it just seems like you you are not getting along, you know, the subtle thing that the devil actually does is he makes that person who is not the enemy to seem like the enemy. You know, it just makes me recall, you know, most of these, um, should I say, TV series that has got to do with, um, <laughs> they've got to do with terrorist attacks and things like that. There is a way that the actual terrorist actually shields themselves. You know, they shield themselves in a way that, and then uh, mask someone else as the enemy. And when that person who has been attacked feels is this person, they start fighting unknown to them. Now, the person who actually attacks them is right there. So, the devil would mask your spouse as your enemy. Your spouse is not your enemy. Anyone who even tries to tell you that your spouse is your enemy is not being um is not someone who is reflecting the love of god it's not someone who understands the dynamics of a christian marriage your spouse is not the enemy so what do you do if you've realized well your spouse is not the enemy however we are just still not getting along <laughs> what do i do you pray because the bible says in philippians 4 verse 6 and verse 7 it tells us that we should be careful for nothing in all things with prayer and supplication, we should make our requests known unto God. So that means if I do not want to be anxious about the fact that myself and my husband are not getting along, I need to pray. It's in the place of prayer, like I said in the last episode, that I get my strategy for battle. And I might just get that part because I, I am consistently renewing my mind. I might just get up, um, get to that point where the Holy Spirit is saying, no, you, you don't need to argue that. You don't want to do what he has said. You understand? Or you, you are, you've decided that, the, the, oh, you know what, he has said this. However, the Holy Spirit is actually constraining you from speaking back. And the Holy Spirit is actually doing a quick work in your heart to accept the reality of your marriage. And not because I'm saying um, your marriage is bound to be challenging. Frankly, changes occur. 
you find out that um, changes do occur. So you need to just keep praying. Put everything, those cares and worries, actually just put them in prayers because your spouse is not the enemy. You need to face the actual enemy of your marriage. You need to um, attack your opponent, not the person who seems to have been blackmailed as the opponent. Well, is he still, so he, he's left himself to be led or she's left herself to be led that way. However, your spouse is still not your enemy. And that's one thing you need to know. So my last tip for you today in the case is, well, it's not my last, it's my second to the last, by the way, <laughs> um, is where are you focusing on? What are you looking at? Are you looking at the fact that um, the last time when I spoke about this, it seems like we just didn't agree. And then you sit with it and ruminate and meditate upon it. Instead of meditating on the scriptures, you're actually meditating on the disagreement that you had. <laughs> so where's your focus? What are you looking at? Because what you're looking at influences what you think about. What you are looking at influences what you think about. So what are you looking at? Then my last, and I've always said it, what you focus on gets magnified. So that's one thing you need to note. Then my last tip for you today is that you are not alone. You are not alone. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, that the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. So let's pause it there. It's not different from what others experience. You know, there are times we go through some trials in marriage and we just feel like we are the only ones going through it. You know what? It just can't mean that. You know, it just can't, it just can't mean that someone else is going through it or has gone through it. It's just me in my bubble. I am special. No, it says here that's no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than we can stand. Meaning that when it becomes too much, he actually provides a way of escape. So yeah. That will bring me to the end of today's episode. And I'd like to say that wherever you are in marriage, pray. Set your focus right. Look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Stop looking at other marriages too, to compare and say, ah, but you know, why is mine this way? Because your SI unit actually your unit of measurement isn't others' marriages. It's actually you. How much have you changed within this challenging marriage to the glory of God? How much? That's the food for thought for the next week. So, yep, thank you for joining me. We'll take our affirmations for today. Um, I am a focused woman i look at things that are good things that are lovely things that are of a good report i do not um i do not focus on the negatives i focus on the positives i am a woman who is led by the spirit i yield to the spirit as i renew my mind daily i become more like you i become that child whom you are well pleased 
I become that child's woman who is your beloved child. And I say that it is well with me and it is well with my husband. Thank you so much for joining me. So like I said, share this podcast with your friends. And yes, do like, comment and share. Um, you can reach me on Life with Ife blog at gmail.com. And you can also reach me on Instagram. My handle is at Life with Ife. Thank you once again for joining me. See you again same time next week. Bye.